0: One. Steve,
1: we're back. You did a great job counting down this time because you used your, your words and not your fingers. I'm so proud of you.
0: I, I am teachable, learnable, whatever. Learnable. Steve, welcome back. And and you know what,
1: this is a big episode for us because not only is this the third episode in season two, but it is it is our our season kickoff to Penn State football season. As he so Ooh. look at how excited he is. Wish you could see this man's excitement. Um, I'm excited. You're excited. We're all excited. I'm, I I did that thing where I was dozing off today and I was like, oh, yeah, Penn State football. <laughs> uh, anyways, before we get started here, before I get rolling, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with. Steve, 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 I'm going to pull up a stopwatch once again. because I forgot to do that. Um, so initially last week and when I was thinking about this show, I was like, we're only going to talk about Penn State football. And you know what? For the most part of this show, we are going to talk about Penn State football. But then something happened over this weekend. And, and so we'll talk about that first. Um, then we're going to talk about Penn State football. So. Buckle up! If you're not, if you don't listen to this podcast, which I know there's several people that listen to the sports media aspect of it, you're not getting much of that. You're getting much more Penn State football this weekend. All right, Steve, I I missed this. Did it, apparently, this was a Twitter thing. I was at the beach this weekend, so while this was happening, there was a lot of chatter around it. Apparently, but long story very short. There is a quote unquote school in Ohio called Bishop Sycamore that played IMG Academy, which if you are listening to this podcast and you don't know what IMG Academy is, it is basically like the Harlem Globetrotters of of, uh, high school football. Basically, every kid that goes there has at least 10 Power Five offers and probably at least a three-star rating type thing. The truly the one of the if not the best high school football program in the country. The whole point of the school is not really school per se; it's to elevate kids' athletic prowess. Um, we can get into that some other time, but the they've they're always on ESPN around this time of year when high school football is on. One of those schools that you always see with Hoover, Alabama. Do you remember that show? Quick aside, do you remember that show? The MTV show, the two-a-day show?
0: No, no, I thought you were gonna talk There was about a whole show on America.
1: MTV about um that that Hoover, Alabama. That was the other big school. Usually they're on ESPN a lot. Um, I don't know, made me think of this. But they played this school called Bishop Sycamore. And I I you know, Steve, you you and I, you know, we're 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 very religious people naturally, <clears throat> and um I've never heard of a Bishop Sycamore. Like I, (laughs) you know, uh, and I, you know, I've never even heard of anybody with the last name Sycamore. When you think about all of these bishops and Bishop schools, most of them have a a last name, Bishop McDevitt, Bishop, you know, McDermott, Bishop Guilfoyle even. Um, Yeah, no. So, so that was my first flat false flag. And As I was reading this story on Awful Announcing, which is a great breakdown of it. And if you haven't read it yet, you absolutely need to stop and read this story. It breaks down how this school, which really turns out isn't a school, might not even have a physical location, played IMG Academy. Not just played them, but played them on ESPN. The gist of the story is down here at the bottom. Let me get to it where (laughs) they lied their way, said that they had a bunch of division one offers kids on the team, had a bunch of division one commits on the team, three and four star type kids. They didn't have that. They only had about 30 kids to play. Turns out they had played a game on Friday night, where kids were playing on both sides of the ball and also played both sides of the ball again on Saturday or or Sunday, I guess. Um, And then it turns out that there might be some legal issues with the head coach who might have an arrest warrant out. Um, There were several kids that were likely older than high school age and playing Juco high school or Juco football. Um, a bunch of their uniforms didn't ma- match. And I actually ended up on, I was so into this today, that I ended up on the school's website. Now, you have to go check it out. It's, it's linked in the story. I don't know if it's still up at this point, but my God, it was just outstandingly terrible. Um, it, it was the most bizarre thing I have ever seen it is bishopsycamore.org, which.org should have been your first uh, tip off. Um, but this is the school's website, and <laughs> this is their top story. Recruiting 101, camp stars at FBU Columbus, player alert, and then the hype video. And I was so sad that I couldn't get this hype video to load. Um but if anybody can and can send it to me, that would be great because uh, I'm sure it's just great. Anyways, I, I don't know. I just thought this was all crazy. I just wanted to talk about it because I think this is the most interesting thing that's happened in the world of sports in, in truly a very long time.
0: It's, it's amazing in, with all the information and technology and, and stuff that people have that's, that a falsehood like this a living, breathing falsehood like this could happen, right? Like, cause your Bis- Sycamore school page has nothing on the staff page. It has nothing on the about us page. Us. And, and, and the best part is it's is, it's a media story too in that everybody takes them at face value. If you go back and look at the Pittsburgh area stories two days before, cause they played Stowe Rocks is yeah. a decent small A or double A team out in Western Pennsylvania, they play Rocks and lose 19 to seven. You know, straight up news stories about it. You know, so whoever did game previews, if they did them before that game, you know, just looked at a website said, oh, maybe here's a roster, here's not, or it's an unknown team because they're from from Columbus, Ohio. We don't know as much about them. There's just a lot of lazy media from lazy media short and local to ESPN saying, hey, we had that company, they they pick the team, just not us, because that's what ESPN said, right? Oh, it's that Paragon, whoever it is, they do the pairings, we should have known better. But yeah, like it's just amazing. I saw it late in the weekend. And then as you start digging down in it, it's just amazing that this, this could come to fruition. That somebody somewhere didn't say, oh, wait, really? And it's just wrong on so many levels from the way these, the kids that were participating, well, maybe they weren't getting taken advantage of, who the heck knows, maybe they're getting paid or compensated somehow, so they're not gonna bitch. But it's just incredible from so many different ways you could pick it apart.
1: There, I think the highlight of the article speaking of the media aspect was the the it's embedded it's a tweet embedded pretty much almost toward the end and it's a a, a printout of the roster and the roster doesn't even have numbers on it like that probably should have been somebody's first flag um yeah. apparently they ducked out on an ESPN call which if if you were playing on ESPN like how w- as a high school program I am opening my doors I might even show them my like financial records whatever they want to see to get me on ESPN um I, I, I you have to check out the story uh it's it, the best place I've seen it so far is awful announcing it's uh we learned more about how Bishop sycamore ended up playing on B- ESPN and it's only getting shadier uh and it it's wild it's truly. You know what this reminded me of? I couldn't help but stop thinking about it the whole time. The Manti Teo thing, yeah. The,
0: the,
1: the Manti Teo fake girlfriend, like. Yep. Do you yeah. did you, have you ever watched? You probably don't watch this show. It it was on for about three years. It was called Nathan for you. Uh-uh. Okay, no, sorry. The whole premise of this show is zany marketing ideas to get attention. Um people that are listening to this podcast like it's they they know what i'm talking about if they watched it because it's it's impossible to describe without watching it Mm -hmm. there's one episode where this guy tries to sell chili at a uh an ahl game and nathan wears a chili suit and and that's basically the gist of of just one of the episodes, but this is what it felt like. It felt like a Nathan for you, but it was, this is one of the most wild things I've seen in,
0: in months. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, it's just, and it's going to, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how ESPN pursues it. If it does, or, you know, I'm looking at a Columbus dispatch story now, which is closer to where they're supposedly located. If they even are supposedly located. Um, so yeah, it's just amazing that, that something like this could come off now. But, yeah. uh, but I think, but I think about that too, with like, and this is really getting us off, but like musical tours, right. Or artists who are touring and do something at one stop and nobody's really aware of it. So they go to the next city and they do the same thing. Like, like, it's just like people are contained in their own little piece and they don't get the context of the bigger picture sometime. And this is just perfect because there's no context here and they, and they dupe their way onto ESPN and people got subjected to the game.
1: There, there was a parent that replied and basically said, I took my kid out of this eventually. But they said most of the kids were either 19 or 20. Well,
0: there you go. That's
1: wild, man. That's yeah. wild. Um, all right. Anyways, I, it, again, check it out. Spend some time reading up on this. You have to. Um, it's one of the best best things going on in sports right now, unless you're you're one of those kids on that team, because they do kind of go back
0: to that. That's true. All
1: right, Steve. I, uh, I sent you some homework at, at like five o'clock. So hopefully you had enough time to, to prepare for your homework. Did you, did you have, enough I did, time? I
0: did. Okay. I think I'm All good. Right.
1: All right. So cool, 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 cool. All right, Steve, you know, it. I know it. If you're listening to this podcast, cast, chances are you already know it. Penn State football is sort of basically back. I am excited. I'm like getting a little emotional. All right. Scale of one to 10. How ex- like how excited are you for this season? and and just not i don't mean like how do you think the teams going to perform just like pure excitement as you sit here on monday uh, august 30th a couple of days away from game
0: day i'm as excited as i've been for a season opener in a long time right cuz it's That's what it's I a could. conference game it it's fun we missed we missed football last year or we we got subjected to it as studio football um, so no, I, I think I'm as excited as I've ever been for for a season opener as a fan. This, and then just that trepidation of then what what will I get at home a couple weeks later? But you know, yes, this I'm excited.
1: Is the most excited I have been for a Penn State football season since my freshman year of college. I I think and, and nothing's ever gonna beat that one. And and I'm sure even for you back in the day, that was a big deal. Um
0: but oh, yeah, definitely, that's the first time I mean, yeah. you've been in the stadium before that. I don't know that I had been in, in, in the Beaver Stadium as a fan until I was a freshman. Wow, Everything was consumed re- remotely. So it became this big thing that you were got to be a part of.
1: Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just ecstatic. Um, all right. So, Steve, I've got a couple of different topics that I want to discuss. I, I didn't end up doing a quiz this week um instead we're gonna we're gonna end the show so to speak with a little over under this might be a quicker podcast than than most uh but uh, we'll see how it goes um there are two categories i asked you to do homework uh for and then we can banter uh as well about other things um but the first category the five games on the Penn state football schedule that you are most excited for. Would you give me your number five, please?
0: Iowa, Iowa. Why? That's a conference game. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's Iowa. It's it's, no, I, I was the top part of this list was easy for me. Um, Once I got to five, it was tougher. One, the four was easy. Um, And I don't have a game on here. I'm sure you do. Um, so I'm I, surprised. I, just, always I, I do not have that on my list. It's oh, not. I know you don't, and I'm and I'm sure I have another game on here that, but I don't have another game on here that you do. Um, um, um and it just, it's, I don't, It's just Iowa. They're just always interesting games. They've been interesting games the past couple of years, worth watching. I guess
1: I don't know. Feels that game to me feels very interesting for a number of reasons. Number one, who knows what the season will look like at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, I think things could be very important. I think weird, spicy, hot take. If things progress the way Penn State wants them to progress and if they progress the way things Iowa would want them to progress, that could be a preview of the Big Ten championship game. It, it really could be. Um, that's a tough environment to walk into. Right.
0: It's just uh, Kinnick, got a lot Kinnick is it's...
1: truly the second loudest Big Ten stadium, even if it's not one of the biggest um, of the thirteen that I've been to, that that's the one that I just walk into and I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, like I don't, it's just, I feel uncomfortable. Um, so there's that, and that's always the Iowa. Anytime Penn State plays Iowa, it's always a good game. I I didn't put it on my list though because I just I don't know. I, it didn't accept not Yeah, I didn't me.
0: think I I didn't think it probably would. But I'm interested. So your five is what? Your fifth okay. one is what? So my fifth one
1: is the Villanova game
0: okay and here's why
1: I, I here here's what i think number one i think that game's going to be a night game i i really feel like it's going to be like that btn night game but i i think there's always been this low-key subtle joke around penn state internet dumb penn state dumb that everybody who is a Penn state fan is a Villanova basketball fan, or at least anybody from the Philly half of the state. (laughs) And I just want to see all of, I can't wait to see all of these Penn state dads, very conflicted on wearing their Penn state shirt and their Villanova basketball hat. And to me, that was just interesting. I think I. Take that with a grain of salt, of course, but I I do think there is something to be said about Penn state playing the in-state. in-state FCS schools. Um, I would like Penn State as somebody that that grew up in this part of the state to play St. Francis. I think that would be cool to see someday, um, especially if they're playing Villanova. Now watch Penn State will now lose to Villanova because I said that. (laughs) Um, Certainly RMU would be another one. um, Just just kind of because, you know, I think it's a, a nice appreciation that, you know, there is there are other schools in this state between besides Temple, Penn State and Pitt that play football. Um, and, you know, I, I do make that joke about Villanova hoops. But there are a lot of people that this is a big deal to for the Villanova side, because, you know, you're getting to take your shot at the, the, the big program in the state.
0: You yeah, know, I almost I almost stuck that there but for another reason. Just to see what the crowd looks like that game. Yeah, like, ball states the home opener. People are going to show up. Like, I mean, it, it, I mean, I'll, I'll still be interested in that one to see who shows up. But I think Villanova and a God, especially if it's a night game, like there might be people who like say, okay, you know, uh, this is where I am, or I'm not with the virus. It's on TV. Like, well, they're all on TV. Wow. But maybe that would be the one that they vote to not come yeah. to in that string of four openers because the week after is the indiana game that people are going to want to be at because you know it's indiana and last season so i had villain i didn't have villanova on there but if i thought about putting it on it would have been for that reason to see who shows up to see what the atmosphere is like i mean i guess i don't doubt that it's going to be as good as it can be but and but post COVID, i don't know what's what right. exactly the clouds are going to look like right you know from september 11th on at home
1: no one knows um I uh, I'm going to segue into my number four because my number four is the Indiana game. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and pretty much what you said, I I think that that game is a massively important program or game for both programs. Number one, can it can Penn state show that it can bounce back from a loss like that. There have been very few heartbreaking losses in the last what now five, six years that James Franklin has been around that he's gotten a second crack at the following season right away. Um, and this is one of them. I, you know, I think the Minnesota game a few years ago would be another example of that, that he didn't get wet. Certainly the, the the Rose Bowl and the USC game would be another one. And I think this one is also very important for Indiana because Indiana now has a chance to say, yeah, we're not a basketball school anymore. We're We happen to actually have this football thing figured out. Um, I think it's super fascinating that, that they have to come to Penn State to play that game. Um, and I just think for a lot of people, and probably myself included, people are pissed off at the way that game ended. And I think usually you would kind of just look at the Indiana game on the schedule and go, meh, should be a win. We'll move on. And now people are going to show up and be a little angry for
0: that game. Yeah, no, I, I and that's exactly that's one I don't have on my list, but I know that's the reason it would be on your list, right? Like, here's that game that we're proving, and for them, it, it means so it's much. It's not on your them. list, no, because I think, I, I think he scored at the end of the stinking game. Like, sorry, it wasn't about the pylon; it was about the it was about the breaking the goal line. <laughs> um, I know we had this discussion last year, um, so not there. And if we lose, if if Penn State loses to Indiana two years in a row, that's going to suck. So. Yes, it's important from that standpoint, but they should not be losing to Indiana two years in a row because they shouldn't have lost to them last year, long before that play. So I guess that's why I didn't make my list. And, and my energy and, and, and venom is saved for for bigger, more traditional Big Ten programs, even though they may suck and be not as good as Indiana. Okay. Which would be my number four, which would be Michigan. Like, not on my list. Yes, and, and I and I totally appreciate that. But it's a home game. Jim Harbaugh's is horrible. Um, Michigan's, Michigan's snooty, although their stadium is really cool because there's no ads. It's all just about them, which oh I really do respect. It's so, it is so
1: quiet.
0: It is quiet. No, because they're, they're, they're an entitled fan base. They're an entitled older People fan base. People don't
1: realize that. Everybody's like, oh, the big house is so big. It's so It's the big impressive. quiet house. Like having been it's, there, done that. It like is it's,
0: very quiet. Yeah. But okay. yeah, go ahead. So that's I'm why. Sorry. I mean, no, that's okay. That, that's why I mean, that's it? for me, it's the brand name. It's the brand name and, and, and rooting against the coach and the helmets and whatever else. There's just more years of interest in Michigan than there is in the fluky Indiana thing for them to make my list of games that I'm most excited about. Not that, okay. that that's going to be a better game. It probably won't be a better game in the Indiana game. I hope the it's thing, not. The thing that I am most excited about, about
1: that game is that is the true return of the student section whiteout. Um, and, and I think that I think, unfortunately, over the past few years, that has been something that has been forgotten about um, because that is how the whole whiteout thing started. Right. It was yep. it was the Purdue game, you know, whatever year it was, 2003, three, um, four. you know, that is how this whole thing that has become penn state's brand identity has started and to me if you know me you certainly know that i'm big into the traditions and and the the staples of of penn state football like that and the history of penn state football like that and when it came out on the docket that 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 was going to be that game i was like you know that makes me smile that makes me feel good makes me happy um i i I think i think that's why
0: yeah so that's i mean those work for me too and i just think it'll be be a fun atmosphere, be whatever. And yeah. So that's one by my fourth one I'm most excited about. Third? A team down south from Michigan, Ohio State.
1: Okay. That's that also my third game.
0: Yeah, just because they're out there, it's them, it's it's at the horseshoe. Like it's Ohio State. I just I, – I can't get into Michigan State as an end-of-the-season thing. Ohio State's the measuring stick, right? I mean, Ohio State's who you have to beat in this conference and in this division to be good. They're the elite program. The Penn State coach has has laid that out there as the measuring stick. So it might as well – it should be a game you're excited about every year.
1: Yeah, that's kind of pretty much where I'm at with it. And actually, going back to what I said about the Iowa game, I really think that this game is the 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 true – this is the, what the season will be remembered by, because if there is a year that you're going to go to Columbus and you're going to beat this Ohio state team, it is, it's this year. I I don't necessarily know if they are as good as they were last year, because I think that Ohio state team was otherworldly. I think that was probably one of the best Ohio state teams ever. Um, But this is still a very, 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 very good Ohio State team. And and like you said, if you're going to try to prove yourself, then, then this is the type of game that you do it in. Um, so that that's my number three as well. My number two is the Auburn game, Steve. And honestly, if it weren't for my sister's betting, it would be number one. And that's all I'm going to say about that.
0: I forget. Why? Why? Cause, 'Cause
1: my sister's wedding is that day and I'm probably gonna have to miss that part oh, of
0: that game. Oh, that's right. Okay. Maybe. Thanks, sis. Um no, Auburn's number two for me. It was kind of a coin toss with my number one. Okay. But I mean, white out, SEC team up here. Huh. Um I mean it, it wasn't yeah, it was I kinda, don't know I mean, who your
1: number one is now. Keep
0: really, going. There's only there's only one game it can be, right? At this point, I'll be interested in that I'm gonna hear yours first if there's only okay. one game it okay. can be. All right. Um it's Auburn. Like it's it's just it's cool, that, it's, it's
1: cool to see an SEC team.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be cool. I mean, the only thing that would be better is if they were bringing the bird along, right? Like to fly down from the rafters and like land on somebody at the 50-yard Steve, line. I got news for you. Bald Eagles are coming
1: back. If you go look in some watery areas along the Susquehanna <laughs> or probably what's whatever the river is, this is the river in Lock Haven Is that the Susquehanna? the Susquehanna. That's still the Susquehanna? Susquehanna. Still yeah, yeah. I bet that there's a Bald Eagle up there. And, I'm and sure there too. is. Have you ever seen a Bald Eagle in real life? Like in un, uncaptive Yes, yes, it's 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 a wild experience. It's it's it a is, breathtaking yes. experience. It is. Look at us getting patriotic on this. Stuff
0: there we go. Yeah. All right.
1: So my number one is this weekend's game. Okay, so it is your game too. I, oh, yeah. I for some reason I didn't think it was, and then I was like, yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, there's nothing else it could be, right? Like uh,
1: yeah. I feel like the whole season hinges on Saturday. I really do. And I know that that's a terrible mindset to have. And I know.
0: Better hope they play well then, baby. Yeah.
1: I I just very rarely do I think Penn State gets an early season opportunity to set a tone the way they can do that this year. And to me, that's what has me so excited about this game. Um, I think we get a lot of questions answered. We might actually get to find out. Not that we should say that this this is the base of the season for the next year, but I think we can kind of maybe push off some of the ghosts of last year as a fan base and and, and move forward. And and if if Penn State wins this weekend, or even if it's a close game, I think it's. Uh, oh, Steve disagrees with me. I
0: think they need to win. Like I think, think they need they, to win, or the, or the fan base is going to be like, here we go again. Because if they don't win this game, Ball State doesn't matter. Everybody's counting Ball State as a W, right? So this, if they lose, if they lose, it's it's like being one and one, which they don't want to be. And you've got Auburn, who I think maybe they're better than, but I don't know. Um, and at home, at night, and loud, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I just think people will be. Very disappointed after because I think it's number one on a lot of people's lists as the game they're most anticipating. Because so it's a conference game, first game of the season. If somehow they come out and don't play well, if they don't play well when in in win, I guess people will be like, okay, they didn't play well and we still won. But if they lose, I think people will be like, wow, remember how bad last year stunk? And now we get to watch Here this stuff in again. person. Yeah. So that's I fair. I think that's it'll be interesting to how the fan base reacts because I think it's a it's a big game for both programs. Um, it's a big game for the Big Ten. Um so, no, I'm, I'm excited for it for all those reasons. I can't wait. And it's a noon game, right? Like, so I can do watch that game and then turn around in the evening and afternoon and watch some other cool games across the country.
1: 11 a.m. game out there. That's um, true. Which, and normally I'd be worried about that because I do not like when Penn State plays the 11 a.m. games, but because it's the first game, because it's actually an opponent that has an atmosphere in their stadium.
0: Right. Uh, exactly. Speaking of
1: stadiums, that is also why it's number one on my list. For me personally, it is uh it is the 14th Big Ten Stadium that I will hopefully so you're you're going as of now. I'm planning on attending a football game in, in Madison, Wisconsin on Saturday. I can't tell you how
0: jealous I am. I really was excited about being on State Street, the volleyball courts and the bars around the around town, like they're out back. What I heard? I heard there's like volley like sand volleyball courts out back on State Street on some bar.
1: I'll have to find that uh, out. Uh, that was me cracking another beer because that's how much contact we have on this podcast. I heard you. There you go. Uh Ah, uh, speaking of beer, get some spotted cow this weekend.
0: There you go. I remember you talking about that too. So, for
1: those of you who don't know what that is, it is beer that is only sold in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, it's very good. All right, hold on. Let me pour this beer. Hold on. Oh, this is not a very good pour. Oh, my mother would be so disappointed in me right now. Um, all right. So, Steve, the second part of your homework assignment was this one the top five players that you are most excited about for for the old nittany lions this this year
0: okay number five wide receiver jahan Dotson.
1: ah not on my list
0: um proven commodity excited to see if he can do it again um don't know if it was i don't think it was flukish last year but i'm just excited to see if he can do it again like i mean i i think and and it'll be comforting if he can play as well and do as well as he did last year so number five
1: okay uh my number five is Kobe King, because there's been a lot of talk about him. There's been a lot of talk about him since he stepped foot on campus and during practices that were available to the media and all of that jazz. Um, And I was going through the mental depth chart in my head, and I was like, "Eh, the linebacker position is a little sketchy this year. Um, I think Jesse Lucetta needs to have a big year. I actually had Brandon Smith in this this spot, and then I changed him for Kobe King because I think Brandon Smith has a lot to prove and say. Um, so that that that's why I changed. Um,
0: Those are all good all good reasons and people that you're juggling around there. I think that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, number four for moi is Sean Clifford. Okay. I think he's just got a lot to prove, but I I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be Sean Clifford, the normal Sean Clifford that we saw in 2019.
0: What, what the question was most excited for, right? Yeah. Okay, that's why he didn't make my list at okay, all. Okay, that's a good like, point. That's like, a fair. I, like I, I don't want to have to be excited by him in any way, good or bad. I want him to be steady and whatever. And I'm okay. not. And I, and I'm, I'm concerned enough that I don't that I'm not excited about what's going to happen there. Hopefully it'll be consistent and steady, and not last year. Um, but that's why I didn't make mine. My number. Number four, I'm going to go on a defensive run here, like some team that's drafting for need in the NFL. Number four is Jaquan, Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker, if I can say it. Um, just looking for, I mean, I think there's a lot he does back there. I think he makes the team better. Um, excited to see what he's going to do in the field. So excited was a word that I have with my, probably my next three or four for all that reason.
1: When is the last time you felt this confident in a Penn State secondary? I I have not felt this confident. And now, I'm, now I'm jinxing it, of course, but I feel very safe in this secondary,
0: and I think this is this is a. I think they've gotten more athletic in that area, right? And they've gotten deeper there under under Franklin, which I think is good. We ran into uh, on a road trip to, gosh, Penn State, Notre Dame, years ago. We drove out and we 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 stopped at at a bar in. No, it was Penn State, Michigan. It's Penn State, Michigan, and we stopped this bar in Michigan, and Gino Toretto was there with the mm-hmm. radio crew for the red, whatever, whatever. And my friend Russ went over and was talking to them and Gino Toretta's is like, you know, the thing about Penn state is, you know, we all, you guys always had one unathletic defensive back back there that we could pick on, you know, we always had a mismatch against some five, seven white guy in the defensive backfield. And that's not the case anymore. And it's, you know, so I feel they're, they're more athletic, they're more talented. And, and yeah, I think he's a key part of that.
1: My number three is related to your number 5. My number 3 is Parker Washington because I think he he is going to have to have a bigger year this year than he did last year because of all the attention that Jahan's going to get. Yep. And that no, was I why that's he's good. my number
0: 3. Yep, and I almost had him on the list somewhere and then just I just didn't because I was still sticking with defense although I think the the offense is is arguably more exciting and should be but With number three, I did I did PJ Mustafer. Like I I want to be excited about somebody who's going to impact a game and change some things along the front and cause people to have to adapt. So I think I'm excited about what he hopefully will do up there.
1: It certainly feels like it's his time. You know, I feel like with Penn State's defense over God, my entire lifetime, legitimately, like always kind of sort of been you get your year. And once you get your year, you really make the best of it. And I kind of sort of feel like this is his year. To say hey I, i'm here i'm here to mess stuff up right,
0: right. i mean Let's i just think it. it's that big guy that'll be exciting hopefully uh that was your number
1: three correct? that was
0: my number three is your number three
1: number two my favorite Penn State football player jordan stout just good call. I, i'm just excited about jordan stout which is good call yeah I, I, you know he does, it's very important very important. He's got a lot of responsibilities, a lot of pressure on him. I think he's going to, he had a good year last year. Yep. I'm very biased in that statement, but he think he had a good year. I think he can have an even better there year this year. I think when this is, season is all said and done, he is, yeah, the greatest Penn State kicker ever. Oh, wow. I, I think,
0: okay. I thought you made fun of me putting the kicker so I didn't stick him there, but no, that, would, oh, that, would, cool. that would you know, me. I That's love good. my kickers. That's kickers good. And punters. Very cool. Wait, wait. Who was your three? Parker Washington. Oh, Parker Washington. Okay. And then we went to Jordan Stout. Okay, Field. cool. Okay. So number two for you is? Jordan Stout. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm five Steve, math. I'm, I'm not the one that. drinking here. I know. I know. It's, it's, I'm feeling it. My number two is Joey Porter Jr. He,
1: he crossed my mind because I feel like he is someone that we, and maybe it's because of his who his dad is, was, I just feel like we expect big things out
0: of him. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that. And so I'm excited about to see if it's going to come to fruition. Like again, more depth back there, but he's certainly going to get playing time. Um, I, I'm excited to see what, what he brings to games. And I think there's a, a level there of, I, I'm excited to potentially have a level of, of consistency, not just energy and 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 look at me stuff, but productivity, right? And there's a, there's a difference there. That I'm looking for that that we didn't get in senior year, and he's only a redshirt sophomore, but we didn't get in senior year from from Lamont Wade, right? Like mm-hmm. who I expected so much more of last year in so many ways. It'll be neat if somebody does that, and maybe it'll be Joey Porter a Junior. I don't know. All
1: right, go ahead with your number
0: one. Uh, number one, I'm going back to offense after my three-person run on defense. Uh, Noah Cain. I I think they need somebody there to be consistent. Not they're not deep, but they need a guy and. I don't know if he's going to be the guy, but I'm excited if he is, and I, I hope he is.
1: I have a question related to that coming up, so we'll we'll get to that one. Um, my number one is actually not a player. I pulled a pulled a little plot twist on oh, Steve.
0: Dad, that's when you make the questions. You can make the rules. though. that's yeah. that's good.
1: Mike Yursich is my uh, is my number one because I think you know I think last year everybody expected so much and and never really saw that much and i think that because of the way this hire was made for him the way the firing was made we call it that i i think i think that this is kind of one of those moves that james franklin put a lot of his money down on that and and some of it truly was actual physical money (laughs) Uh, i i just i don't know i i think I think this could be the piece. This could be the, because Brent Pry is always going to be Brent Pry. Like I think Brent Pry has been a, a national champion level defensive coordinator, but Penn state has truly never really had that level of an offensive coordinator in my lifetime. Um, and, and I think hopefully maybe this is the guy. And I just hope that he is good, he works out and he sticks around and long enough to build something here and doesn't job hop. Um, not saying that he he has or would, but I think think that I just want him to stay and, and, and figure this out. And who knows, maybe he's he knows something. We don't know, and maybe he's gonna let it ride for quite a while. And once James Franklin says he's done, next man up. That's a ways, a ways, ways down the way, but
0: yeah, it'll be I, I think I think that's a fair rule change on your part. I think people are excited about what the offense is going to be. I think the challenge is that there's there's a high expectation before the for the first, you know first down. And I think it'll be interesting to see how what happens because people are expecting fireworks, they're expecting points. They're expecting creativity. And the first time there's something that goes for fewer yards than they think it would be or they they feel like they've seen a play twice. In the same series, it'll be interesting to see how people respond. But then again, maybe that's not what'll happen. Maybe it'll be fireworks and and difference and and impact. So, yeah, I think that's a great, great pick.
1: All right. Ready to uh, move on?
0: Yep. Over unders, some other rule thing. Over
1: unders. Look at you. Look at you. You, 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 this is this is paying attention. Trying to listen to the
0: game. That's right.
1: Um, All right. A couple of them, some of them we can discuss at length if you don't want to it's fine we can move on uh but it's a simple over under for the most part except for one of them um and, and we'll we'll get started with this jordan stout only had one touchback last year one i was very or, 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 i'm sorry um one inside punts inside the five
0: okay and
1: it was really? more than that in the 10 inside the 10 this year how many do you think he has and i'm setting it at 2.5
0: over that, That's okay. 2.5. I mean, they're playing, That's my figure. they're playing a dozen games. It's over 2.5. That's my figure.
1: All right, we'll, we'll move on. More rushing touchdowns, and we can debate this one for a little bit. Noah Cain or Devin
0: Ford? Well, if I'm going to say I'm most excited about Noah Cain, I'll, I'll take him in the, in the debate and the discussion, but I don't care as long as somebody gets in the end zone.
1: I'm very interested to see what happens with this this running back class, this running back group, because of um the Baylor transfer that they welcome in. Yeah. Um, you know, even Kivon Lee is, is still in there and in the equation. And I thought he was yep. excellent, excellent last year. Um and I, I've been wrestling with this one since I wrote it down. And I think Noah Kane is going to have a great season, but I just feel like Seven Ford might score more touchdowns for whatever reason,
0: and that's fair. And like, it might it's be by fair.
1: one. It might be yeah. like a like a thirteen fourteen split.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just such a, a, a seemingly talented deep group of running backs. It'll be interesting to see how they they dole out playing time. You know, it, it, at what point do they want to get comfortable with one or two in a rotation? What happens when somebody gets dinged up? And you know, I don't think the running game was necessarily the problem last year. So no, I don't. I, don't. I think the running so, game was
1: actually the really the that's strong the only point thing they and,
0: had going on right and a lot exactly. of
1: people point to the fact that Noah Cain got hurt it was, it was why Sean Clifford got struggled so much because there was a familiarity there and I I I don't know I I, I think that one to me is is very very fascinating um so I'm going to go with Devin Ford and I and that's not just because I wanted to pick something opposite of you I I think there's going to be such a running back by committee this year that it, it might not matter yeah no that's, I, that's, would, I, that's I would i would like for the problem to be solved and, and, and taken care of but you know
0: yeah exactly no as long as somebody gets in i don't know that i care who it is but i'll i think it's king because i got i'm most excited about him so i'll stick with them
1: um all right this next one is an interesting one it relates to my number one person play combine plays under center and or with a fullback, (laughs)
0: 0.5. Well, I think you got a better chance at under sender than with a fullback. Um, Half a play the whole season? Sure, I'll go over. I'm old. I'll do that at some time, some point with a sneak or something like that. I'll have to remember to text you when they get like fourth and one and they step back there and then he steps up quick when nobody's over center and does a sneak. But I've never seen that a lot either. So maybe I'm wrong. All right. I'm going to go with
1: under. I I don't think he exists. I I think James Franklin (laughs) is so just like this is, we run a shotgun offense. I wouldn't hate it if we saw a pistol offense though. Right. Um, It's my opinion. Um, Something. It doesn't necessarily need to be pistol, but or I, 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 think going back to our running back discussion, I think the biggest way you take advantage of the, the power that you have there, you, you put two of them out there. Right. Like I'm okay with sacrificing a wide receiver for one of those guys um, to be out there because it makes really makes you think, especially at the college level.
0: Yep. Oh, I think so. I think again, it gives, gives you more options. I mean, it's the same thing as, when teams, you know, put the quarterback and they split them out wide. Oh, they're setting you up for something different. No, they're just wasting that guy out there right now. Right. Why don't you bring in somebody that can help you and do something? So, yeah, I would I would be supportive of that too.
1: Um, All right. So my next question, hot button issue. Games, Sean Clifford is the starting quarterback for 11.5. Over or under? Under. Under. Wow. He said it.
0: Something could happen. It's a long season. We can't play that game, Steve. Okay. Then under because he's not on my excited list. and I'm concerned that they might just do something to shake things up. But if they get to that point, that's scary. So. I went that's over. A,
1: I, I would that's 11.
0: Over. It's just one game. That he might not start for. All right.
1: I pick. I'm picking the over, not because I don't. Want, I want to disagree with you, but because I think that, like I said, Sean Clifford is is the old Sean Clifford.
0: Um, That's good. I, I okay. hope so. All
1: right. Uh, this one is referring to home games only. Games where capacity is limited. One point five, over or under.
0: Oh, interesting. God, I want to say over, but I don't want it to be over. Like, I don't want it to be. Yeah, I think. uh, uh, I think, never mind. I think they need their money under. (laughs) They'll let people, they'll let people self-limit rather than limit it on their own. So under.
1: No, I think it's under too. I think Penn State, uh, as we discussed last week, Penn State yeah. Athletic Department cares right. a little bit more about money. Um, You know, and I was driving down the, the road the other day, unrelated to this over-under. I was still getting very fired up about the parking for for non-football games. Yeah. I, I feel bad. I, I genuinely feel bad for parents that that come up and, and want to just watch their kid. Or some of my better memories was going up and, and going to non- to mm-hmm. icers games you don't have to you just have to pay to get in
0: that was it yep. all right anyways yep.
1: A little sidebar um <laughs> all right the next one are you ready steve
0: i'm kind of afraid with that laugh let's hear it
1: <laughs> again only referring to home games times when steve forgets to download his tickets to his phone 2.5 oh,
0: Zero. Under. He says
1: zero before I even get the They're number They're already out.
0: downloaded. I'm ready. Like I got them. I didn't put them in the little wallet thing, but I got my app on. I'm good. Okay. I am not. Right. I have, we, have, we did find that hockey tickets. The technology of the, the tickets does not pro- bother me. It is the process of getting in. The whole like wanding stuff that I know doesn't work because I've had stuff in my pockets before. It's just BS. Cover your backside to pretend you're being safe stuff. Like the scary part is that place is a very low hanging fruit if someone wants to be bad about something so the tickets are not an issue
1: <laughs> all right steve uh, all right that's good uh that mine was mine was under yeah would you have been didn't. mad if i said over no all you right. just been wrong all right <laughs> the last one okay, the most uh-oh. important one always number of wins 9.5 and that was judging off of most of the media predictions that I've seen because they've all been around that point.
0: I think and have said many times that Penn State can win nine games any season. And, okay. and James Franklin can win nine games any season. They're, they're paying him to win three. I mean, I'm not saying it's three specific games. They're just paying him to get above nine. Um, and they're paying him a lot. So I'm going to say over.
1: I have been really wrestling with this uh, over the last couple of weeks as, as we've approached this point in our podcast. I, I, I really, truly think a lot hinges on this weekend. I think this weekend is, is, is a massive game for a lot of reasons. In my head, when I sit down and I think about it, I can think about two losses and I can't, I cannot convince myself on a third loss. The the first loss would be, I guess, technically to Iowa and the second lot, or I'm sorry, to Ohio state and then to Iowa, that would be probably my order. And and that's where I get hung up on it. So I think I'm going to go over now, if you asked me to put money on it, probably would say under, but, just as we sit here and discuss it, just with my optimism, I genuinely have a little bit of faith that, that people have figured things out within the Penn State Football Department. Um, and, and I think, I know last year I, I really was confident in this team, and I don't think they're going to be a, a college football playoff team. I don't. Um, don't know if this is the quarterback that can do it. I I don't necessarily know if it's the offensive line that can do it. Um, but I do think that they are a new year's six level team. Um, and so I think, I think as it sits right now, it's 10 and two for me, but I, I could, I could really see nine and three. And, and I was, I was discussing this with some friends and it was very interesting to me because a lot of them said, if I said, we went nine and three this year. Would you be upset or would you be okay with it? And most of them would be very upset. I, I don't know. I just don't see the urgency. I, I don't see the urgency in this time point. Maybe next season, I see the urgency to be a, a 10 and two, 11 and one team, but this year I don't, I don't see it and I don't feel it. And maybe that's why I'm confident that they'll go 10 and two this year.
0: Yeah, I, again, I think nine games, I, if, I guess if I look at the schedule, I'm worried about two of the first three. Like, I think if, if they get out and, it, and they beat Wisconsin and Auburn, woohoo! it's, you know, then I only stumble I see is Ohio State, maybe, and, and Iowa's going to be tough. But if they somehow get, if they're, if they're 3-0, I'm feeling really good about my over, but I don't know if last year has made me want to feel really good about a lot until I see it on the field
1: yeah it's almost like you wish there was an exhibition game where you could kind of just see it before you place that bet like it it and I've really like I said I've really wrestled with this you know that's always the thing I'm sure it's the same way with you when you see family members that don't really care about Penn State football they're like oh how do you think the team's gonna be this year I'm like I don't know And, and I normally say I don't know but this year I really don't know
0: right yeah no, it's it's and that's what's that's what, what's exciting about it, right? I just don't know. And and Saturday's going to be opening up this new package of a season that's fun and different, supposedly put together by some, you know, certainly put together by some different coaches that are supposedly going to provide some different things. So, and, and we just didn't have it. I mean, we had it last year, but we didn't have it. I mean, it wasn't a Penn State football season when you can't go to the games. So, I'm excited about all that, and I, I think. I think the over, but we'll, I mean, I may be wrong two or three weeks in. So we'll see. that's what makes it fun.
1: All right. Um, I think, you know, I want to add about your season, season preview.
0: No, I'm excited for the first game. I can't I, wait to yeah. see what happens.
1: I, I, you know? Like I said, I truly am. A, this is the most excited I've been about a Penn State football game in, in quite a long time.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm going to have to watch Big Noon Kickoff, which I don't usually do. Um, I'm not going to watch it. But maybe I'll tape it because um, I'm more excited for game day, even though I know they debuted last Saturday. I was kind of busy Saturday. Did you so watch? watch that. Did you watch? No. I, yeah, uh, I
1: watched it. It was nice. It was nice that they highlighted FCS goals and HBCU schools. Yeah. Um, I think that's always good because I think, I think in the pantheon of national media, those types of schools get forgotten about. Um, right. And especially with HBCU schools, that is culturally just as important as Alabama being good uh, to, to to the integrity and the tradition of, of the game. Um, you know, and, that and,
0: and I think that's especially... the stuff people. Yep, that's the stuff people overlook about Game Day. Right? They do one of those one or two of those a year that are just whatever. You know, those people say, "Oh, they're only focused on the SEC." Oh, they're this. They they do, and and their track record has proven that they care about college football. You know, top to bottom. You know, and and make an effort at least I think. Um, So no, I probably won't watch big noon kickoff. I'll probably record it just to be able to look at it and see if I want to, but I'm always intrigued what they're doing when it's, when it's your game. Um, And I'm sure there'll be some energy at Wisconsin. Although I don't think they do energy with a crowd, you know, it's not even comparable to what game day is. So we'll see.
1: Have you been to Wisconsin?
0: I have not supposed to be this year. Didn't happen. Yeah. I lobbied Um, and lost.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um I'm trying to think. I feel like it, it's been a long time since Penn State's played in Wisconsin. It was the the Bill O'Brien were 27 point under, underdogs game or 24 yep.
0: point underdog. Yep.
1: And that was 2014,
0: 15? Yeah, yeah. Something like I mean it was that, that game that, you know, exactly no, no, I'm sorry, no, it would out there.
1: 20. Yeah, 2014, because that would have been
0: O'Brien's. Life. I mean, they play the championship game, but right. There... That's
1: true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about that. I, I'm I'm excited to experience some of the history that's out there. Um, because that I mean, obviously, Camp Randall was like a civil war camp. Yeah. Um, and, and everything that had to do with that, which is interesting. To no, me. I think it
0: would be a neat Sorry. trip. I can't wait to hear about it. I think it's it's a cool be a cool place to, to see, so I can't wait to hear how it turns out and highs and lows and all that stuff. And my sense is, it's probably better than Iowa, like more welcoming than Iowa. And I as...
1: weird because people are welcoming there. The, the commoners are welcoming, but as you get closer to the stadium where people pay more money to mm-hmm. clearly park people are mean. there. like,
0: that's what I've heard. That's,
1: yeah. it's, it's not polite. It's not a polite atmosphere.
0: Uh, well, I'm hoping for a polite atmosphere for you out there. Thanks. Steve. In Wisconsin. All
1: right uh Pull up the ending notes here. Uh, subscribe and like us on Facebook because I will be posting the depth charts, which have will not be posted by Penn State football this year. Did you see that? Um, so I will put those together probably tomorrow evening because Lord knows that we've all been through a lot in the last year. And remembering any other number of it, maybe Sean Clifford, is virtually impossible at this exactly. Point. Um, you can email our show at stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com, which we still have not heard much emails from. But we do have a strong and passionate listener base because I get multiple text messages a week from various people
0: complaining. Oh, and you're yeah. right.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but if you do have some feedback, please let us know. We really do appreciate it. Um My Twitter handle is at Stuff Summer Says. Yours is? At Steve Samsel. We have, we've, we've spent 53 minutes, at least 53 minutes with you. If you've made it this far, please go buy yourself a beer because you need some help.
0: And if you're Wisconsin, make it a spotted cow. Spotted cow. All right. Goodbye.